hopefully you've had a moment or two to read those words again. Here's the psalmist, King David. It's like a deep realisation has sunk in. It's almost like King David has been hit by a juggernaut. And it's too weighty to shake off the enormity of a moment that has great consequence. And we've all been there, haven't we? The moment that is too big to shake off quickly or easily and move on to the next thing in life. The moment in life that makes us stop in our tracks and pay close attention uh, to what's going on. Perhaps for you, the moment the driving instructor said, you've passed. And you can't just carry on with life as normal because you go, oh, whoa, changes everything. I've got wheels. Perhaps... It's the job offer, the job you've always wanted. And the word on the phone comes, um, you've got the job, sir. You've got the job, man. Start in a month's time. And you put the phone down. You can't just carry on, make a cup of tea. You've got to stop. You've got to take it in. You've got to have a moment of deep realization. Perhaps it was the moment he asked you to marry him. Can you remember that? Deep realization if you said yes of the consequences whoa this is big can't just carry on life as normal or perhaps more somber the moment a family member a close friend tells you of the diagnosis you can't carry on as normal it hits like a juggernaut it's a deep moment of realization And here's King David. Psalm 139 is King David's wake-up moment. It's like he's being hit by a freight train. King David realizes that he is not God. King David realizes that he's part of something that's far greater and out of his control. King David realizes that God is real and God is behind all things. It's far too weighty to shake off and carry on life as normal. And for King David, it was such a moment that he had to put pen to paper. And here's three points of realization. And we'll go through them really quickly. God has made me wonderfully unique. God has given me purpose and God has become precious. He can't carry on life as normal. Let's pick up those three points and follow through these verses. One, God has made me wonderfully unique. Look at verse 13. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Before he talks about being created wonderfully unique, he's trying to get his head around the fact that he was created You created my inmost being. It was you who knit me together in my mother's womb. Knit me together with those 300 bones that a little baby's body has when it leaves the womb. And as time goes on, those bones fuse together to combine to make a total of 206 that human beings have, that we have as adults. 300 bones 
See what King David's saying? It was you that knit me together. It was you that fused the bones together. The example, the skull of the baby has several bones that overlap one another during the birth to help the baby's head squeeze out. Incredibly and wonderfully made. And King David can't get past this. It's a moment of realisation. God did the knitting together. It was an almighty act of God. And as David is picturing this, and as you have pictured seven babies, and if you've got a baby in your hands now, 75,000 miles of blood vessels in that little baby's body that are currently pumping oxygenated blood around that tiny body. Map every single one of those blood vessels out and it would go three and a half times around the world. That's what's in a little baby's body. You see, King David couldn't go on. It was a moment of deep realisation. God had knit me together in my mother's womb. And he goes on, verse 14. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. You know, a fetus develops his or her unique fingertips at the age of three months. There's not anyone's fingertips like yours. Unique. The pattern on the end of a finger. Here's King David. I praise you. I've stopped, I've been stopped in my tracks because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Fingertips that are unique. Do you know how many births in the world there are every minute? 255 every minute. That equals 4.3 births Every single second. All with unique fingertip patterns. Think of that with the babies that we've just seen. You see, King David, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that too well. He says it's a miracle. It's an incredible miracle. And the realisation for him is gobsmacking. Jaw-dropping. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, God has made me wonderfully unique, says King David. And he's made you wonderfully unique. And he's made every baby that we've thanked God for today wonderfully unique. It's a deep realisation for King David. It's huge for him. God has made me wonderfully unique. Secondly, look in verse 16. God has given me purpose. Verse 16, he goes on, Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Here's King David and he admits the inevitable. It's the followed through thought process in life. If God has made him uniquely, then God has purpose for him. 
It's the logical process. If there's a God and he's made me uniquely, I am not king. I have no control over the birth. I have no control that I'm here. Here's the logical process, thought process for King David. That if God has made me, then God has purpose for me. Even before I was born, you see, your eyes saw my unformed body. Then the days have been ordained. The word ordained, it's to order something to happen. King David says, before any day is lived out, the God of the Bible, the God of rescue, my God, has ordered something to happen. He said it with authority. And he watches those days pan out. Every day written in your book before one of them came to pass. I am not my own, says King David. I am not in control. I am not in charge. God is. I wonder how those words find you this afternoon. Perhaps it takes the birth of a little baby... Perhaps it takes the holding of a newborn baby for those facts to sink in deep. Perhaps it's that moment when you hear the first baby's cry or you see a friend with a baby, you have your own and you see, whoa, I'm not in charge of this baby. This baby is fearfully and wonderfully made. This baby is a miracle from God's. And more, uniquely, fearfully, wonderfully made, but has purpose too. Every day has been ordered, has been ordained, before even a breath takes place. It's a deep moment. Sorry, it's a moment of deep realisation. God has given me purpose. And here's the third thought before we wrap up. Verse 17, how precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Now, King David goes on in the psalm. There's more in the psalm. Um, but these are the words that I think are fitting for us today. You see what King David says? God has become a major piece of life to him. The mind and thoughts of God are, are precious to David. To know God and his ways in light of an understanding of who he is, they're a big deal to David. And so the question, I think, sticks for us. How do we find out the mind of God? Here King David says, your thoughts are precious to me. How vast is the sum of your thoughts? Well, how do we find out the mind of God? And I think this is the wonder of it all. So whereas King David says, here's my life. Here's my understanding of life now in view of God, in view of what my life is and, and what it has always been before the beginning of time planned out. But I think here's the wonder of it all. How do I find out about the mind of God? John, centuries later, he said these words, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Hundreds of years later, John records how to know the mind of God. God not only created us, he says, God 
loves us. He deeply loves us. And this is how he showed it. This is how we know the mind of God. He showed us that he loved us through sending his son. Guess what form? In a baby who is fearfully and wonderfully made with a unique fingerprint, with 75,000 miles of blood vessels throwing, flowing through his veins, with 300 bones that become 206 as he grows up. God sent his son to become human flesh. Why? Because he loved us so much. Verse 17 of John 3 We've read verse 16. Verse 17 of John 3 says this, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Here's why Jesus came. To save a broken world. A world that no longer since Adam and Eve looked to Him, trusted Him, related to Him as the God who creates give purpose and loves and cares for us. How do we know the mind of God? Shown through us. Through the birth of his son, the Lord Jesus. Sent to save us from our sins. And here's why we exist as a church. Town church exists for this reason. We're saying that God has opened our eyes to the truth that we need him. We need to know who he is. He's created us fearfully, wonderfully. But he also loves us so much, so much so, that he sent his son to come into the world as a helpless, fragile baby. Because it was the only way to bring us back to him. Through trusting in him for forgiveness of sins as he went to the cross. Do you know today that could be you? That could be you. As you've heard something, if you've seen something, if you've sung something about the truth of what town church believe in, it could be that he's knocking on the door of your heart and saying, why don't you trust me? You're fearfully, wonderfully made. Do you know why? You here, you, you are here, and every day has been ordained before you from me. Do you know me? I love you so much that I sent my son to die a dreadful death in your place. Do you trust me? For forgiveness of sins. That's why we make our declaration. We see that's the most important part as a church. To help the little ones that we prayed for. To see and to savour the Lord Jesus. And to help them trust Jesus as Saviour and Lord. It's the most important and crucial thing we can ever do as a church. And we will, with God's help, we will make it up utmost priority to help these little babies see and savour the Lord Jesus for themselves and come to trust him as Lord of all. Let me pray and then we're going to sing um, a couple of songs uh, to finish our time together. Father, thank you for your word as a church. We trust it. We trust that it's from you and we trust that it's true. Thank you for these words from King David who at a moment in time uh, had a jaw-dropping moment as the realization of his life uh, was put before his eyes and he was stopped in his tracks uh, as he saw the wonder of the way that he was wonderfully made. 
the way in which you had given him purpose and then become so precious to him. Father, pray that we would think likewise and that all in this room and the babies that we prayed for would come to know you and trust you as Lord and Savior. Please help us to do just that. In Jesus' name, amen.